If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Hey, it's Friday again, and we are here broadcasting from Major Bargains. John Mogger has, again, so graciously allowed us to broadcast from his office because at our house, it's way up there, and we don't have a good broadcast. So thank you, John, in Cottonwood, Idaho. Right. And I'm Myrna. I'm Annette. And last week we had Amy, a former Mormon, on the show. And this week we are excited to have her two oldest teen daughters who also left the teachings of their childhood. And we just want to say welcome to Bethany. Hello. And Miriam. Hello. Aren't they sweet? We think they are. No. But we get get to see them. We do. We do get to see them. So they're going to kind of tell us how all this Mormon stuff and Christian stuff has affected their lives. Yeah. Um, Bethany, were there any teachings in the Mormon teaching that you, in the church, that you considered uh, maybe questionable? Um, Yeah, growing up, uh, I was very... I'd say I'd I'd be willing to just kind of follow along and just like do whatever they were saying, um, but then then um, I kind of realized like hey there's some things that like why would they do that and um, I mean one of them would be like polygamy and different um, theology or um, doctrines that they would teach and um, yeah. I don't remember at a young age being very uh, questioning it super much, but very much. (laughs) Um, But then I got older and and started kind of wondering, like, why did they do that? Why is it that they put more emphasis on the Book of Mormon and not the Bible or different things like that? How about you, Miriam? Yeah, I questioned a lot of rules, like, why do we have this? Why do I have to be baptized at age eight? Why can't I be baptized when I want to be baptized? Um, Do I have to be baptized to get to heaven? Because I think God will, like, if you are committed to God, why should baptism be something that gets in the way? Or, for example, like, going on missions. For me, I was like, I don't want to go on a mission, but I still want to go to heaven. And, um heaven was pretty questionable too because um they were like oh yeah three different uh kingdoms and stuff and the highest is where god's gonna be and all the people that do everything right and for me that was like so if i do one wrong thing if i if i don't get baptized or if i don't go on my mission i can't be with god like what's the point of going to heaven then why why not just do whatever i want and go wherever (laughs) and then it wouldn't really matter because um then I could just have fun with my life at least because I can't be perfect, so why would I try? And another thing was probably um, 
probably a lot still with the rules and stuff with, for example, coffee. I was like, I don't think God will say you can't go to heaven because you drank coffee or something with caffeine in it. I was like, mm. well, it is brown, you know, <laughs> may put sin in you. <laughs> Maybe. And um, so what do you think it was about coffee? Uh, just, I honestly don't even know. It was caffeine for some reason okay. was considered. Okay. And then, and then after so long of people being like, oh yeah, coffee is like bad and stuff. I mean, uh, caffeine, then they were like, coffee has that and stuff. And I mean, they still aren't supposed to be drinking things like monster drinks or energy drinks mm-hmm. that have a lot of caffeine in them. What about eating chocolate? Um, they... Uh, so some Mormons would actually like not let their kids have chocolate because it had caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. And the majority weren't like that. But um, my mom knew a family that would monitor their kids to make sure they didn't go in the store and buy chocolate because um, she she would call the store and just be like, make sh- my kids can't have chocolate and stuff. So you can't give that to them or let them buy it. <laughs> and I think that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so, and another thing was, well, if caffeine keeps you out of heaven, I'm not going to heaven today. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, but another thing was the temple. Like, why are there all these things that you have to do in the temple, and why do we have to keep them so secretive? If, like, for example, we want the whole world to know about Jesus, and we want everybody to be saved and get to heaven. Whereas in the temple, they're like, oh, you can't tell anybody this, you can't tell anybody that, you can't do this, and you can't do that. If you go to the temple, you have to be dressed like this, and you can't go in the temple if you drank coffee, for example, or smoked or any of that. Um, and it, I thought that was ridiculous because... Um, Jesus didn't have any secret sacred things, um, but like the temple has tons. And another thing I wondered about is I remember being a kid and wondering about Joseph Smith and all his like uh, all the things there. Like, oh yeah, he was a martyr and stuff. But um, for example, like my sister was saying about polygamy, he married like different women and stuff. And um, and I was just. I I didn't really know that at the time, but I did know about polygamy and stuff, and people made it seem um, like, oh yeah, polygamy was a good thing back then, but now it's not. I'm like, why are you guys changing so much if it's supposed to be true? Like, there should be set things that aren't being changed and, you know, just wobbling from what the prophet says of the church and stuff. Like, that didn't make any sense to me. Jesus is the same today. And yesterday. Yeah. And forever. Exactly. And uh, one other thing was I went to VBS as a kid um, at a Baptist church. And I, my mom would listen to the Christian radio station. And from the time when I was probably like five or six, I knew that we had to be saved. Like, I knew that. And I would tell myself, like, oh, I don't want to be saved yet because I want to do what I want to do. So last minute, then I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. So I need to accept Jesus as my Savior. (laughs) I was just thinking that from a really, really early age, even though I was brought up in the Mormon church, those little parts of the, um, like, salvation, for example, and um, that everybody sins and that nobody is perfect besides God himself, um, 
Was that taught in the Mormon church? Uh, no, people believe that uh, babies and like, uh, un- like there was no sin until people entered the world and then they learned how to, how to sin. And um, it, yeah, and that was one thing I, I kind of wondered about even when I was like 10, 11 years old because um, even little, little kids like scream and throw fits and, and they believe that people that are um, mentally like um, behind or like people that are retarded or different things like that, they are pure still because they aren't like in they they haven't experienced like sin and stuff and they don't know what they're doing and stuff so they're like special people down on earth that can't sin or don't know what it is and um people like that still can accept jesus like Mm -hmm. they don't they can realize they do wrong things um you can learn that when you're two years old you know that that's wrong and that's right so it's not something that you learn you know and we um as humans uh, have a sin nature and it says that in the bible and um mormons seem to just take that away and just be like oh no um children are something special and perfect and we don't want to ruin them and almost like they've become the god like like oh my gosh children are pure and stuff when they're not and that all started from the beginning and that was something i wondered about so when you got baptized at age eight is that because that's when you was impure yeah, I don't know exactly what's up with that, but I think they were saying at about that age, you should know what's right and wrong. Okay. You should have a good understanding. You've been in primary. You've um, you kind of can realize things like that, and then you should be baptized before you like. So I'm okay. I think that's pretty much. And like, people would still get baptized in the church at a younger age. I mean, at an earlier age, if um, they had joined the church later. Um, or just didn't get baptized yet or something, but it was really pushed to get baptized at eight if you were a member of the church. Okay. Baptized purifies you. Yeah, pretty much. It sh- it's supposed to. So they're pretty much saying that baptism is when the Holy Spirit comes down on you and then you have that with you, and that's part of the reason they wanted you to get baptized when in reality i remember getting baptized and it meant nothing to me like i literally was just like oh yeah i'm gonna get dunked and everybody's gonna give me a bunch of attention and then people are gonna like put give me a blessing and then i was gonna be like yeah and then i'm gonna go home and probably gonna slap my siblings so (laughs) (laughs) did she go home and slap you uh i don't remember but i mean it's likely (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't surprise me on your the two different um, responses because Miriam is the rebel of the house, <laughs> yeah. and and she is the one that will have one foot on the boundary line and one foot stretched out, yeah, doing the splits. It's most comfortable that way. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Bethany's more the compliant one, for sure. So that so, is Bethany. What does baptism mean to you? Um. I mean, for me, it was mostly, like, I mean, everybody else made it out to be such a great thing. It must mean something. And, um, like, I don't know. I, I guess I was kind of just doing what they were, like, saying, this is what you need to do. So I was like, okay, cool. Just do it, I guess. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I guess, like, one question I had was, like, Miriam, um, 
is why is it so important? Why is it required when, I mean, does this really affect how I know God, how I'm going to get to heaven? It's like, I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah. So did you guys ever see the leaders of the church follow the rules? All of them? Did you ever see them sway from the rules? I don't. Well, I mean, they would be sinners, too. So I don't think as a kid growing up, I had never really seen them um, follow along exactly. So, no. In your Sunday school classes or your teachings, did they teach you about Jesus or about Joseph Smith? I remember a lot of it about Joseph Smith. Like, I don't remember really ever hearing um, the gospel, which would be um, God loves you, he created you, but um, through our sin nature, um, sin entered the world and we're separated from God. So God sent Jesus to take our punishment. I never really heard that growing up. So, I mean, and, um, except for when we'd go to VBS. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so they taught more about your guys' doctrine than they did about mm-hmm. Jesus. I mean, that's what I guess they would consider the gospel is all these um, all these requirements, like going to the temple, uh, the prophets, and um, all these different things they can consider the gospel, which is not what the Bible says. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Miriam, what do you were you, were you ever in the temple? Um, n- I never went to the temple for like um, any like normally when you go to the temple, it's for when you get married and you're getting sealed. So sealed is like um, if you get sealed in the temple, then you're married for eternity, and then in heaven, then you'll still be you'll be like married in heaven, and then you can have a bunch of little spirit babies. Anyway, moving on. Um, but or like if you went on a mission or something. But they also did baptisms for the dead. Which is where people who didn't um, get baptized or didn't get the chance to, like, go to church or whatever, they would do baptisms for the dead people, which were in, like, a spirit prison. And then after that, they could go to the higher kingdom. But I didn't get to do baptisms baptisms for the dead or any of that because I was 11 when we, like, started stop. We we stopped doing so much in the church and we just started kind of backing off and then I was still I yeah they started the baptisms for the dead at age 12 and people would just go to the temple and stuff a group of the um youth that were there as long as they weren't like smoking or doing anything they had to be um pure yeah they had to be pure pretty much um and so I never got to do that, but one time I went into the temple because they they had just finished re like building it, doing some uh, interior things, and I was probably about ten, and they let us walk through the temple and gave us kind of like a tour of it, and that was in Boise, and um, it was it was really beautiful in there. Like it was, it was over the top fancy. Like I've, I've never been in a building like that in my whole life. But, um, besides that one time, but they had us wear these weird little plastic foot things we had to Mm -hmm. wear over our shoes. Mm -hmm. And I think we had to like wash our hands before we went in and stuff. We had to like, 
we had to like yeah it was it was really weird and then uh we went in and we weren't supposed to touch anything at all and i remember touching things just because i wasn't supposed to you're but, right um <laughs> you're right that's our mary that's our Miriam. Uh, and uh, heck with those rules <laughs> it was yeah it was really interesting and it, although it had like a ton of things like had a giant chandelier in it and stuff and it was just it was beautiful but it felt empty like 100% empty even though there was so much stuff in it it was just it felt cold and empty to me even as a and you weren't a Christian then mm-hmm. even as a Mormon it felt empty yeah. she was pure because she was under, <coughs> under 12 yeah <laughs> okay how inter- that was pretty interesting do you question that emptiness um yeah I feel like feel like Go ahead. What? um I just I just feel like it was it felt empty and stuff because um for one I didn't feel like a connection with God in there like I sh- like a lot of people say go to the temple and you'll feel God because oh, that's really? where he lives oh and I did not feel that whatsoever I felt almost further away like I can't I couldn't ever be here because I'm just not good enough so well, we have to go to right. When we return, we'll continue our conversation with Bethany and Miriam about their experience in their conversion from being a Mormon to being a born-again believer. We'll wait to return from break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Look for Annette and Myrna's book. Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, 
Back to Myrna and Annette. Well, we've been on break, but we're coming back. We're, we've been talking with Miriam and Bethany. They are Amy's two daughters. They're t- her t- teen daughters, Amy and Kevin. We don't want to really live, live, leave him out. And we've been talking about their childhood and growing up in the Mormon church and how even before um, their parents became Christians, there were things that raised questions in the um, Mormon teachings and they've kind of shared some of that. Now we're just going to talk to them about kind of leading up to their conversion. And their mom and dad um, were had changed, changed, had become Christians first. Okay, so um, Bethany, you want to start on that about mom and dad becoming Christians and kind of your experience with that? Yeah, so it had been like seven years before that my dad had a conversion experience. And that was pretty amazing. Um, he, he told us about, he, he stayed up all night or something, and then there was like a breeze, and it, it was really interesting, um, and to hear about that, and I was like, oh, all right, um, okay, <laughs> that's unique. <laughs> and How did that line up with your Mormon teaching, though? Um, you would not, a, a typical Mormon would not. Um, expect that that's like odd okay <laughs> and um then was uh, quite a while afterwards five years um so like seven years after that mom became born again and um I could see change in her and um both my parents well, wait a minute in that seven years what happened to did they still continue the church um yeah we continued going okay. to the Mormon church and um, my mom and dad, well, my dad struggled with, um, uh, I think he felt like he wanted to kind of get back to knowing God or, and he felt he could do that by doing what the Mormon church asked of him. Okay. And that was like, um, yeah. And so, um, time passed and, um, and we'd been going to VBS, uh, which is Vacation Bible School, mm-hmm. and learning about God and um, Jesus. And okay, that was that was at Christian churches, not at the Mormon church, no, right? It was not at the Mormon okay, church. Okay, Bible believing, teaching churches. Yes. Okay. And um, so I was about twelve, I think. Um, it was about midsummer, and I remember I had kind of a. Um, little thing going on with my siblings and um, something to do with, I don't know, I wanted to hang out with my older brother and then uh, Miriam wanted, I don't know, she wanted to come in too and I was just like, no, I want to do what I want to do. And then um, I remember later on. Ah, you're so nice. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm amazing. (laughs) Later on, I was just like, man, I'm a selfish, rotten pig. Like, what is wrong with me? And so I remember um, talking to mom, and I don't remember exactly what I said or how it started, but then she, um, by this time, she was born again, and she led me through how um, to accept Jesus into my life and um, how to switch it around. So, um, yeah, and she talked to me about treating my siblings um, the way I'd been treating them, which wasn't to consider it and um so I had a lot of conviction on that and 
then, yeah, it was, after that, I did notice change, and... Change within yourself? Mm-hmm. What kind? Um, convicted, I guess, of, like, um, uh, myself desires and like what I wanted to do what made me happy to compared what I knew was right and uh, what I knew God wanted me to do and uh, my relationships between my uh, sisters and brothers I guess and and my parents so okay those are some big things being teaching teach with the Mormon church and then going to vacation Bible school and learning that teaching didn't you feel a little confused yeah, one, one thing that really got me was um, uh, one of our teachers, he, uh, of course, we were Mormon at this time, we'd go to church, and then we came to VBS, and he mentioned something about Mormonism um, not being good, or something along that line, and I was like, what? Uh, okay, and I, di- I didn't say anything, but I was like, I thought that was weird. <laughs> I was like, um, excuse me, I'm Mormon. <laughs> and then... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we learn about like the Trinity, like right. uh, Father, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, Spirit, and they're all one, um, but three different mm-hmm. parts of, yeah. And in the Mormon Church, you're taught that there are three separate beings; they are not one, and which is interesting because if there's one true God, then how can there be three gods? Right. And um, in was it the Book of Mormon or their doctrine? You're taught that you can, um, if you do these certain things, you will become a god. And oh, it's like, okay. Oh, okay, that's that's interesting. And so that is clearly not taught in the Bible. We do not become gods. Right. And um, nor do we want to be. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Um, so that was some friction between um, for me in the Mormon church and um, becoming born again and I think yeah that was (laughs) that was it good good so before you before you prayed that prayer did you know if you died where you were going to go I thought I was going to go to heaven I mean I was following these things in the Mormon church and I was going to it so I was I guess basically basing my mm-hmm. salvation or where I was going to go after I die on works. what I was doing instead okay. of what I you know, So after you prayed works. So mm-hmm. after you prayed the prayer of, of salvation and professed Christ as your Lord and Savior if you would have died right then and there do you know where you would have went? I would have went to heaven. Why? Because I um I asked Jesus into my life. Okay. I based my um, relationship. Okay. It, it was about a relationship. It's about, you're right. Yep. That's what I wanted to hear. It's about a relationship and not works. Okay. Yep. Miriam. So for me, um, um, yeah, my dad had like seven years before that. And then my mom, well, uh, my mom was going through like a lot. She was she had a miscarriage, and I remember her not feeling the greatest, and I remember a lot of things that we had to do around the house because she couldn't, and 
um, it was it was pretty hard because for me, I wanted another sibling. I wanted a baby because I was like, yes, a baby. Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> but um, or does that mean you wanted to feed it at two o'clock in the morning and change diapers? Yeah. And you were willing to do all that. Oh, I'm so sure, Miriam. I, w- I, I wouldn't oh, be I now, but I was then. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, um, and so when my my dad stopped going to church as much, he, like, slowly over those years, like, he, he was a lot after that. Like, I remember we'd go every Sunday, get there on time, um, do all the stuff, and then um, slowly started slowing down until my dad just wasn't going to church at all, and then it would just be like my mom. My mom slowly stopped going as much, and half that reason, I thought, was because she wasn't feeling the greatest, and that's, I would just be like, yeah, my mom wasn't feeling so good today, so we'd get a ride with our grandma or the neighbors or someone that was going to the elderly yes church that could give us a ride and um i remember uh remember my mom started doing a um like a little bible study thing in the morning and like writing in her journal journal (laughs) journal and uh, reading her bible and stuff and is that um, different uh, than what it was when I you were in the LDS her, like, church? writing in her journal before that. But, I mean, it was like an everyday thing, like almost about the same time every morning. Okay. And I remember it, it was just more like I would walk in on her and be like, oh, she's praying, and then walk out um, or be like, hey, Mom, where's the food? Anyway, um, <laughs> but um, so. Uh, it would I, be fun having Miriam. Wouldn't it? Yeah. She'd keep us on our toes. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I remember asking her questions because I'd be like, Mom, and it would be like on my mind for quite a while, and I'd just be like, Mom, what do you think about the temple? Because, like, I don't know what I I think of it, and I kind of think it's dumb, but, and then she would say that she was trying, uh, later she told me that she was trying to figure out how to come to us and tell, like, talk to us about these things without making it seem like she's... Uh, pulling us away from the church and like because all our friends were going there we had tons all like all our family was mormon and for us that was really hard um that like our family was slowly not going people were like oh why aren't your parents coming like my dad's working and my mom's not feeling great for a year (laughs) but (laughs) it's like yeah she's sick every sunday no just kidding but um, (laughs) so didn't get sick but on sundays (laughs) (laughs) true (laughs) and so i'm allergic to it (laughs) <laughs> she was allergic to it, huh? So, um, it was, and and then I would have, like, these weird questions, like, about the temple or Joseph Smith or um, the Trinity or just different things like that. So wait, I would, so wait a minute. Where did those questions come from? Um, I've kind of, kind of always had those, okay. but as I got older, I was like, well, I want to know because I'm curious and I like to be right about things. So then yeah, you do. If um, so, I was like, if I'm gonna talk to somebody about this, then I need to know all the information I can so that I'm right and I can be like, yeah, totally. But also, I was curious because it had just been on my mind for a while, and I remember. Um, like my family members would go to the temple just because I don't remember exactly what for but they would like go take a trip to the temple and like I don't know exactly what they were doing but my family never did that and so I was like why don't we go to the temple and like what do you think of temple marriages and like do you think it's actually this important to do this or that and then I remember 
um, like my dad just stopped going and he like was, I was talking to him and, uh, about some things, um, on the way to, I think just Kuski or something one time. And he was, um, saying how, uh, he was talking about his experience, which Bethany was just talking about a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, I want to have an experience like that because, Maybe I was bored. I don't know, but I was like, <laughs> I wanted that. And, um, like, my dad would just, he just likes to just start singing random songs mm-hmm. to God and mm-hmm. just, like, and stuff. And I kind of, I, I like, used to make up, like, my own songs and go outside and climb trees and stuff. And I was like, that's, like, the closest I would ever feel to God. Like, they would say, oh, yeah, in church you're supposed to feel that way or in the temple and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me it was when I was just, like, praising God, like, outside climbing rocks and in the trees and stuff and I remember after a while um of like my parents not going and my mom going through that and um my dad disagreeing with a ton of stuff um and I it was the year I was 11 at VBS I was I think I was going on 12 um that that fall but um it was yeah, it was, I, I remember feeling like I was scared of death. Like, I was afraid mm. I was going to die and go to hell because I knew I was. I was like, am I really going to heaven because they say all this stuff? Because I don't think so. I'm like, I'm I'm not, I don't think so. They and, meaning the Mormon doctrine? Yeah. Okay. And, like, just because they say, oh, yeah, if you do all this stuff, you'll be there. And mm-hmm. I was like, but I don't want to have my family in heaven forever. I want to be with God. Like, screw my family. I want to be with God. <laughs> I was like, um. And then I went to PBS, and they handed this little slip out that said, um, and it was just a personal little slip. Nobody else saw it. And it said, no, I never, ever want to believe in God or accept him. And then the other one below that said that, yes, I'm interested, but I don't know how and I would like help. And then okay. the one right below that said, yes, I have. Um, it said, yes, I have. And I'm so glad or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was like 11. I really wanted to check the bottom one because I just was like, I wish I had that. And I wish I could be happy about that. And then this this kid that was sitting next to me, and he's like, I have so many times. And he like checks it like a bajillion times. And he's just like checking it. And I'm like, I can't check it. And I was like, I was like, ah, same. And I'm just like, and then I checked the middle one, <laughs> just like, and then I came home and I was just like, uh, I was just so sad because I couldn't check it and I really wanted to, and, and I was just like, um, and I was scared of death, like so scared of death because of that, and I would have dreams about dying and then going to hell, and mm. then I'd have dreams about um, people dying that were family members and um, them like going to hell or something or. Uh, someone dying and I just and that would like tear me apart so I think I just pulled my mom aside and was just like I think I was talking to her about the little piece of paper and I was just like I don't want to die and I don't want to go to hell (laughs) and she was just like well and then yeah so pretty much after that and the thing was after I did that I felt a lot better but I didn't I didn't for sure feel like I knew that I still was like I was still worrying about it and then I remember 
um, because I would go to the Mormon church and stuff, and they talk about different things. I'd go to where Christian people were, and they'd say different things. And so I didn't know the full. Um, I didn't know everything the Mormon taught, not Mormons taught, and I didn't know everything Christians taught. And so I was still confused, even though I knew I sinned and I knew I had to be saved, and that was all I knew, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's all it took for me was that and. Then I think, like, a year later, I could have, like, because I knew so much more of the Bible that I could have just been, like, um, yeah, I know for sure I'm going to heaven. Um, I know that as a fact because it says it in the Bible. Um, and it says, to all who do receive him, who believe in his name, he, give the, he gives the right to become children of God. And so I knew that for a fact that I was going to be with him. And, um... And then I still was going to the Mormon church, like, regularly after that still because I had tons of friends there Mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. I had family going. I felt a lot of pressure. And my parents were like, yeah, uh, you don't have to go, but it was just kind of a on and off thing. So So did you you felt pressure from the Mormon church to go? Mm -hmm. Like my peers (laughs) and different people. Okay. So... Unfortunately, right in the middle of all this, we have to go to break. When we come back, we will continue our conversation with Bethany and Miriam and see um, how this conversion has affected. Miriam actually gave us a lead into it, how it affected their um, social life and in their family. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abbadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Well, Miriam has been sharing with us, and when Miriam was sharing, Bethany 
thought of um, some other things that she wanted to share. So, Bethany, you have the mic right now. All right. Um, so, yeah, Miriam was sharing about how um, she had been convicted about Um, She knew she wasn't going to heaven or um, different things on that line. And I was just thinking back to when um, our childhood and I was probably about like eight, old enough to know that I'd done things that weren't okay. Like Mm -hmm. as a kid, yeah, we just do that sometimes. (laughs) And um, I remember knowing that even though I had followed along um, of what the Mormon church Um, considered good and what they told us to do um, I knew that I had done things wrong and I wasn't following what God wanted me to Mm -hmm. do so I I remember um, thinking like I'm just gonna live my life how I want to live it and Mm -hmm. then when I get older like like I don't know older than 20 or like old enough to like move out and like (laughs) like actually be responsible that uh, then I'm going to actually try and put an effort to it. But right now I just want to do what I want to do. <laughs> and, so you um, decided to be a kid? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to, yeah, I don't want to have that pressure on me. Um, so I was old enough to know that I wasn't doing what God wanted me to do. Wait a minute, I'm going to ask you. You were old enough to know what that you weren't doing what God wanted you to do or that the Mormon church wanted you to do? What God wanted me to do. Well, I mean, there was like these set um, goals mm-hmm. or things. Rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rules that they um, told us to do. Mm-hmm. And I would like pretend I was doing that or outwardly show that I was doing mm-hmm. that. But on the inside, like, I mean to the like Ten Commandments mm-hmm. type thing. Okay. Like I knew that this wasn't what God would be expecting okay. of me and uh, or what he would have wanted okay. of me. And um, so after that there was there was something else. Um, so I remember like going to VBS and knowing Somehow I knew that I wasn't born again, like that, even though I didn't understand it fully, I knew that, um, like when, um, in VBS, they would give out these little slip, slips of paper, mm-hmm. like Miriam was talking mm-hmm. about, and they'd ask you if, if you had believed in Jesus mm-hmm. or if you accepted mm-hmm. him into your life. And I was like, I know I didn't do this. How, I don't know exactly how I'm supposed to do this or how that's different than what the Mormon doctrine teaches me but I knew that um I hadn't done that Mm -hmm. and so I was really curious and questioning and like half freaked out like oh okay then (laughs) and um then the summer uh before um following up to when I accepted Jesus into my life um, there was a team that came down, a Christian um, Youth in Action team, which I'm actually in now, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, they came down at, to, um, like, Kuski area to the park, and there was some summer activity things going on there um, besides what they were doing. And um, they um, played summer, or they played games with, like, parachutes and 
and with the kids and it was a lot of fun and um, painted faces and during when they were painting faces they would share about how you could um, accept Jesus into your life they shared the gospel Mm -hmm. and um, they would share like um, some bible stories and um, some fun songs and Miriam and I went over and had our faces painted and I don't remember the conversations exactly with uh, one of the girls that painted my face, but I do remember walking away wondering and really thinking about um, my life and and the things that I had done. And I was like, I know I'm not doing what God wants me to. And I was like really convicted. And I was like, how can I make this right? Do I want to make this right right now? <laughs> I don't want to go to hell, but... Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was like, I don't know. I feel like it really reached out to me more than than all this um, outwardly stuff that the Mormon church mm-hmm. asked of you. It was, I guess I felt more wanted than, okay. than acts. I was like, okay, you actually care about, which is interesting. And um, so, yeah. You, was, you care about me and you accept me for who I am and not... For what I can do. Yeah. Okay. To follow your rules. Yeah. Okay. It's called grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really it? appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all need grace. So, Miriam, anything else? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I saw the look on her face. <laughs> um, it was just like going back to the Mormon church and leaving, um, it was really hard because we had a lot of friends, which for me was hard, Yes, but it was excitement. There was drama. I was like, yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> I was like, um, so I went to, um, what they called, um, mutual, which was like, uh, what the teens did kind of like youth group, but where you just, you know, get a bunch of information shoved in your face and then run around, jump on chairs afterwards. Um, <laughs> That would be <laughs> so. Yes, that would be Miriam, not you, Bethany. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got yelled at a few times for that. But anyway, um, so I told a few of my friends that I wasn't any longer going to be going to church because, um, and I told them that, and I said I was leaving the church, and they were like, um, especially I had. Did they ask you if you were sick on Sundays? <laughs> no, but because I was going like every week, almost pretty but much. But you're not gonna go no more true um but i i said that i was no longer going to be going and then my best friend she was like my very very best friend um and kind of still is but we have um we just don't see each other as much anymore Mm -hmm. but we still um connect and stuff Mm -hmm. and i talk to her about a lot of things but um so that was pretty hard um actually telling her like I I like walked in church and I'm like oh yeah I'm a rebel because I'm leaving church you know yeah and then I got really sad because I had to I was telling people and I was like it means I won't see you guys like uh twice a week or uh however often I saw them which was like Sunday and um Wednesday and sometimes we would do things for like uh, young women's, which was what the young women of the church, like 18 and on to 12 to 18 was the age that they did that. And they would do things like girls camp and um, sleepovers and stuff and uh, activities at the church. Um, but I remember being 
sad to leave my group of friends, which was hard for me because I didn't have many other friends outside mm-hmm. the church. Because that's where all like my whole life revolved mm-hmm. around. And um, so that was pretty hard, especially with family members that weren't immediate family, but like cousins, uncles, aunts asked questions. We were kind of looked at funny and asked a lot of weird questions. I went to a family reunion on my mom's side and they were just like asking all these questions like, oh, why don't you guys go to the church anymore? Like, uh, is how's your dad been? And they would like use these little tiny or, or they'd be like, uh, so how's young women? So I'm like, uh, I'm not going to church anymore. They clearly knew that mm-hmm. because the whole family knew that. And they'd mm-hmm. like pick at it and ask questions. Mm-hmm. And so I'd give them questions. Uh, I would like answer them and stuff. And I was like, not afraid to say what I wanted to. I was like, you came to me. Don't, mm-hmm. don't be offended. Yeah. <laughs> you have a grandma that lives really close to you. What does she think about you not going to church? Well, for a while, she just <laughs> yelled at us and called us Baptists and made us like, um, she she would like make us super uncomfortable whenever we went down and stuff and she was like pretty I think she was pretty angry about it to be honest and um <laughs> it was kind of funny though because I would she would be like uh really mad or or something be like super emotional about it like we're not going to be with her in heaven and mm-hmm. stuff because we're no longer sealed because mm-hmm. we took our names off the church record mm-hmm. we didn't just leave the church we left the church um <laughs> and uh, so she was like pretty upset about that and anytime she would like get super upset I would um, kind of talk to her about it and then she would get over the top and be like okay grandma I'm going home love you grandma bye <laughs> and then I would just leave <laughs> because I just I was like nah I'm not going to do this right now <laughs> but um, so the friend with friends and family that was that was pretty hard and um, I do have some family that isn't, um, like, uh, full-on Mormon, but they still believe in the Book of Mormon, and they aren't Christians, mm-hmm. or, like, they practice polygamy, so they had to not go to church anymore because um, they just, it was just it's not, not mainstream Mormon yeah, it's, it's not, it's not supposed to be the mainstream Mormon belief anymore, which it was, but, mm-hmm. and so, um, I didn't get to see my friends as much anymore, and the thing was, like, I felt, like, less and less close to them. We had less in common because um, our beliefs were completely different, and so we just, if we started talking about things, someone would get, like, oh, well, get frustrated and then not want to talk anymore or something, which was normally not me because I can do a lot of talking. (laughs) But (laughs) we didn't notice. (laughs) No. Um, And then, Hmm. (laughs) and so I started... Um, praying for more friends because I was we were going to a homeschool PE uh, for quite a while before that which was mainly Christians actually Um, and so I had some friends who were kind of kind of not really (laughs) (laughs) I'd find little kids to play with or something I guess but um, there were yeah there were a lot of homeschoolers that were there um, that I was kind of friends with kind of not Um, and then I started praying for more friends because I knew I needed friends and people to talk to and hang out with and keep me uh, sane. <laughs> so, um, and then I started uh, praying and all of a sudden I had literally like a, f- a flood of friends that year. Like I had um, a few friends that came to visit um, from California that um, 
I got really close to and they became like some of my best friends and I met my still best friend now Clarissa Stevens who like she's amazing so yeah and then um I uh then after that I like just gained more and more and more friends till I had like maybe like 15 to 20 like pretty good friends and then after that um yeah it's I think Alaka camp really helped with that. Yeah, and we also, um, right after we left the Mormon church, we started going to Camp Alaka, which mm-hmm. is in Harpster. Mm-hmm. And it's a Bible teaching camp. Yeah, and it, it was really awesome. The first year I went, it was like, for me, it was weird because I've never actually worshipped in a room, like full on, like really worshipped with a bunch of kids my age that was like, you know, hands up and like praising God. And I was kind of a little weirded out almost like what the heck are they doing they're not being reverent they aren't folding their arms i'm like what is going on i was probably 12 years old yeah and um i was just a little weirded out by everybody but um so i actually had a leader that was our color team leader which was um color teams were for the games and stuff so we could earn points and then if you earn points you win but anyway uh so he helped a ton and it was yeah it was it was a really good experience so so i know that both of you have you don't you don't have problems spreading the gospel and talking to people who are mormon and, no. and challenging their belief system. No. No, we okay. don't. Not at all. all I right. had... Wait, are you still... Just briefly. Okay. Um, I had some trouble at first, and sometimes it can get a little um, frustrating for me because I'm not super... Um, aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. <laughs> Sorry, and, you're not married. I, I, no, I am not married. <laughs> no, you're and, Bethany. Yeah, and I'd rather talk to somebody about like that on mm-hmm. more of a friendly term, right. like not not um, a not a yeah, not to be a debate. Right. And um, but I've kind of adapted to it and kind of got out there more and also got more confident in how to share the Bible. Okay. So well, we want to thank you um, for listening. Listeners, we want to thank Miriam and Bethany for being our guests today. Thank you very much. You've given us a good show. And listeners, we look forward to our next time with you. Until then, you can connect with us at godsgirl7.com, on twitter.com, godsgirl7, our email, abadadihouse7 at gmail.com or abadadigirls.com for our web. Or, of course, listen to us anytime, abadadigirls.live on Voice America. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a good week. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend. with your team faster with real-time collaboration and interaction.